everybody, and welcome to Good Luck High Five, episode 471. That's right, you're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are super excited for Kamigawa Neon Dynasty coming up, or maybe you've been jamming these double feature drafts on Arena, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty previews are in full swing, so we're going to talk about all of the mechanics, new and returning, that will be in the set which shape your experience when you play it. Wow, Maria, you've got a lot of energy. How did you like that? How did you like that? That was was the delivery of that. I felt like I was on the NFL channel. Welcome to the NFL channel. Yes, Uh, that's not a thing. It's on other channels. There's like, you know, they've got the NFL. Do they have a thing? Do they have a home channel? No, right? NFL network? Is that just a network? That's not a channel. Uh, it goes on all. The, it goes on like whatever the sports channels are. Anyways, <laughs> we're not here to talk about what sports are on what. We channels. obviously know a lot about sports. Yes, even though we obviously know a lot about it. But like Maria said, we're going to talk about new mechanics. We'll have magic story time about the first episode of the Kamigawa Neon Dynasty story. And we have our very own preview card to show yes, you too. Yes, we do. I'm very excited. Sprinkled in there with all of that is of course our Scryfall random cards of the day. Yep. And we'll talk a little bit about the double feature draft that's happening over on Arena right now because it is a really fun time. It's super cool for yeah. And we just want to give you a heads up this weekend on Saturday the 5th Loading Ready Runs holding their pre-pre-release Ooh, yeah! so if you want to check that out it's always a super good time get a chance mm-hmm. to see people play with the cards before you ever crack any packs which you can do at your LGS starting on the 11th uh, because the set released on Arena on the 10th so we're like fast we're on the fast track yeah, towards Neon Dynasty Town aka the future and yes. I'm here for it yeah <laughs> sorry I was just <laughs> I was just thinking about how, if you think about it, every train is a train to the future oh. because when you arrive at your destination, it is guaranteed to be like later than when you started. Than when you started. Well, what you're saying is you everything is a train to the future. Your car is a train your to the future. Your car is a car your to the future. Your feet are a feet to the future. Wow. Think about that. You are walking into your own future. Wow. That's profound. This is an inspirational moment. <laughs> and good luck. High five. What's also inspirational to us is everyone who supports the show over on patreon.com slash glhf magic thank you so very very much to every single person who is a patron yes um we have no new patrons this week to announce alas but we do have some really sweet stuff coming up that patreon makes possible um on february 15th which is a tuesday at 8 p.m. Central. We're going to have our next movie Yay! watch along. And this this is open to everyone who's a patron. Yes. It'll just be over in our normal Patreon Discord. Um, and we're going to, in honor of Valentine's Day, watch the Netflix original rom-com Set It Up, <laughs> of which I am a very yes. big fan. Yes, let's go. Uh, so yeah, you know, get ready for that. Yeah, just become a patron before our watch night and you're invited to come hang out and watch with us. Yep. Um, it's really, really fun, chill time. We It'll did it. Excellent. With Die Hard before, and it was yeah. so much fun. So come hang out with us on Tuesday, the 15th, 8 p.m. Central, and watch a movie along with us. We'd love Woo. to have you. Patreon.com slash GLHF Magic. Don't make me do sad trombone again next week, okay? No, Please. it was pretty rough. Please. 
is okay. Thank you. Uh, we love you, patrons. We also love Card Kingdom. Yes, we do. Card Kingdom, just the best place to get anything you need in your magical life. Card Kingdom. They're great. They, you can uh, ch- uh, pre-order a box of Neon Dynasty from them right now. Yeah, you can. At their website, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. That's our affiliate link to mm-hmm. use to buy whatever you need. Buy a nice. box, draft with your friends, get whatever, open some cards. Like, these cards are beautiful. They're like, gorgeous. It'll be They're fun so to gorgeous. open packs. Yes. Like, I draft them, okay? But also, you can open just them. open them and you you're going to get some collector feel less boosties. Um, Card even. Kingdom best place to do it collector boosties in the set are you kidding me yeah sorry it's really pretty (laughs) also very important news opening today uh registration opens today for the very first good luck high five no invitational um which is a good luck a little good luck high five tournament that's open to anybody yeah everyone can play that we are running on sunday february 27th it's going to be six rounds it's capped at 64 players um it's just five dollar entry and if you are in the top eight you will get an invite to the march qualifier weekend on arena yeah we're also giving out gem codes and mm-hmm. ultra pro gift cards to the people who finish first through eighth so it's gonna be a very fun time um and that is yeah registration for that is open now yeah you can check it out on mtg melee uh we're also putting a link at the top of our patreon page it's pinned there so you'll find out how to enter it's gonna be so fun everybody it's gonna be brand new standard standard. yes absolutely and a chance to get into that qualifier weekend without having to battle on the ladder get some gem codes to play some drafts or whatever you want to do with it. whatever you want to do ultra pro gift card five dollars literally the smallest amount of money we are allowed to charge Because we want you to be able to play. Yeah, we want people to play. It'll be such a fun time. It is time for the Scryfall Randomizer. I'm very excited. Okay, we've got a cool looking one for you here today, Megan. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you see with this art. Ooh, um, I see a knight dressed all in black with a giant like plume on top of their head. Uh, that is also, of course, a, like a giant black feather plume. Yeah. Um, and they're riding a black horse that is, has some a little bit of red in it, standing on a cliff overlooking a road. Beautiful. It's beautiful art. Yeah, I this really is, like is, is quite a pretty yeah. card. It looks like it was done like in colored pencil or something. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, the name of this card is, apologies for my pronunciation here, Ison Highway. Ison Highway, spelled A-Y-S-E-N, Highway. This okay, <laughs> I, you know, I looked at this art and I was like, I wonder if this is from original Kamigawa. I mean, like, it feels like maybe it could be. Um, anyways, wait, the name of it was Ice and Highway, yeah. So it's about the highway and not this gorgeous horse. <laughs> I am this card's all about the highway, baby. Wow, this the highway is not a feature in this art, it is in the background. I don't, I don't know, where, it oh, is, there's a highway, it's, it's going there. through, yeah. I mean, it's there, but yeah. it is in the background. <laughs> The art is about this horse and the person on the horse. Um, but okay, Ice and Highway, I'm going to say it's going to be a one white black um, for, no, do I, or do I think it's a land? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to give you any clues. One white black for an enchantment mm-hmm. um, whenever an opponent taps 
a mountain for mana, you get to add um, a black or a white mana wow. to your mana pool. You're going old school with this. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a good guess. It's a solid guess because it is an enchantment. Wow. Okay, I got one Congrats. part of it correct. It costs, get ready for this, strap yourself in, three white, white, white. Oh, okay. So quite expensive. Yeah, I had one of the colors correct. Yes. And <laughs> what it does is white creatures have planeswalk. <laughs> I should have gone even more old school. You want to know why this card sucks so hard? Guess where it's from? Homelands. Homelands. Notoriously the worst set of all time. Wow. This card is very bad. (laughs) Yeah. This card. Also, I just love that the artist uh, was like, I have to paint a highway? Like, no. They were like, no. (laughs) Hard pass. Hard pass. I'm painting a horse instead. Here's a gorgeous horse. (laughs) Ice and highway. What on earth? Is this card? Oh. <laughs> wow, that was a real stinker that we unearthed from the past, right there. <laughs> You've heard about bad cards in Magic Pass. Well, there you go. There's Ooh. one for you. All right, Maria, here's your card. Tell Ooh, us what you see. This is spooky. It is a spooky card. Okay, we've got like a goblin dressed mm-hmm. in some um pretty intense armor, staring yeah. at you out of this card with his arms outstretched on top of. Oh, he's coming out of somebody's like, it's somebody meditating or like they're making a spell of him into existence. He looks like he's arising from a a bowl of some sort. Okay. Anyway, he's holding a staff with skulls on it. And in the background is a giant flaming face of him. So it's like a bigger, even more threatening goblin behind him. And then, yeah, big flame him. All right. So this card, uh, that's that's, uh, kind of threatening. This is a red card, obviously. I'm going to say. Hold on. Do you want to know the name? Yes. Oh. I was going to name it in my head, but oh, tell name me. it for us. Okay, this is called Goblin Dreams. <laughs> right, sure. It's called Skirk Shaman. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, well, I like yours. That makes sense based on what I just described. Skirk yeah. Shaman. Uh, okay. Uh, gosh, this card makes goblins, cares about goblins. It's a shaman. Do shamans care about goblins? Is Goblin Shaman a card type? I'm sure it is. Um, this one says Skirk Shaman. <laughs> It costs two and a red for a one three, and its activated ability is pumping your goblins on their power. Wow. Okay. Um, it is red. It is a goblin shaman. Oh, nice. Wow. Um, it's it's converted mana uh, cost. You mean it's value. mana value? It's mana value. I was like, what am I supposed to say again? <laughs> Its mana value is three, but it is one red red okay. for a two two. Skirk Shaman can't be blocked except by artifact creatures and or red creatures. Oh, well, so that's, a little bit of like yeah, mountain walk kind of. Wow, planeswalk or not and mountain walk, but like what am I thinking of? Intimidate, intimidate, inti- yeah, mm-hmm. intimidate, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, from Planar Chaos, although you could have potentially seen it in Time Spiral Remastered. Oh, okay. That's really cool. Um, I like that art a lot. It is a cool art. (laughs) Spooky Goblin Party. Spooky. It's time to talk about Neon Dynasty mechanics. Wow, and are are they ever cool? I mean... I mean, the type lines... Are just my favorite. What do you mean? Oh, um, you mean like the on reconfigure. So yeah. the first one that we'll talk about is reconfigure. <laughs> um, reconfigure is a like it's a new type line artifact creature. This one that we have, Simeon Sling, artifact creature equipment, equipment monkey. monkey. Yay! So they are both creatures and equipments. What I know, right? Yes. Uh, 
And so you can, they they are just a creature. This one, for instance, a single red fray 1-1. One, one. Oh, okay. Whenever Simeon Sling or equipped creature becomes blocked, it deals one damage to defending player. Hey, that's a good card. Yeah. If it's an equipped creature, equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, and it has reconfigure two. Two, attached to target creature you control or unattached from a creature. Reconfigure only as a sorcery. While attached, this isn't a creature. So this is great because it's super flexible. Yeah. It can be a little creature if you need it to be. Or you can turn it into an equipment with the reconfigure ability. Yeah. Put it on one of your other creatures that couldn't get through before. And now they can get through. And now I can get through. Yeah. Just attach it or attach, unattach it. Unattach. Attach it. Attack. Unattach it. I like this little. And now it's untapped. This little monkey guy too because it's like. He's very cute. <laughs> what is he holding in his hands? I don't know. Are they just little balls? Like little. <laughs> look at the little ping pong balls. Yeah. He's ready to just throw them at throw the opponent. Throw people, yeah. Ping them uh, when he becomes blocked. This is really uh, great too because just FYI, if you attach this attack with something, remember your equipment doesn't tap when you attack. So, I mean, sometimes we're all lazy and we don't we just, you yeah. know, turn the whole stack sideways, but technically <laughs> rules rules way yeah. is it doesn't it doesn't uh, tap. So, you can unattach after combat, boop, and now you have Simeon Sling as a blocker. Wow, pretty sweet. Yeah, this is cool. It it gives me it gives me vibes of bestow. Yeah, for sure. Right? Of like it's attached but also it can be its own creature. Yeah. If it is not attached anymore. And bestow, you couldn't just move bestow. You couldn't move them around. around however you wanted. You had to wait for your creature yeah. to die. <laughs> this one you can move around and you can reattach after. Like they killed a creature. Yeah. Okay, you get your little equipment. And you can still put it on something else. And now else. you can just put it on something else. Yeah. Or have it just be its one oneself. Yeah. Wow. I think reconfigure seems really, really cool. It is it is a very, very cool mechanic. Yeah. It's it's fun too because it helps in multiple stages of the game. It's not just mm-hmm. relevant in one position or another blah 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 um yeah i'm here for reconfigure uh, for sure and and i like the monkey equipment monkey (laughs) i want my own equipment monkey everyone everyone loves equipment monkey i feel like the other one of these that everyone's been talking about the reconfigure cards is the reality chip (laughs) legendary artifact creature equipment jellyfish yes yes great perfect who doesn't love Uh, a legendary artifact creature equipment jellyfish megan would you wear a an equipment jellyfish? Yeah, of course. You wouldn't be a little I scared. Hope it would, I mean, I would be a little spooked. But oh my whatever. gosh. Jellyfish are so smart. Do you want to know once I was in an aquarium and I tapped on the jellyfish cage like it was up against the window and uh-huh. I, I felt immediately terrible because it just attacked where I had just tapped on the cage. It was like... <gasps> Like a spooky, like an Independence Day <laughs> up <Yeah>. against the window. <laughs> and I was like, ah! it's like, stop annoying me, you yeah. human. Hey. You, uh, I'm only in this cage because I don't have fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Truly. Uh, yeah. It was terrifying. Um, I recently watched Independence Day. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Great movie, honestly. Oh, yeah. It's, it's excellent. It's a classic. I love it. A plus. Um, anyways, the reality show. <laughs> Jellyfish memories. For an O4, you may look at the top card of your library any time. As long as the reality chip is attached to a creature, you may play lands and cast spells from the top of your library. Reconfigure two in a blue. Release me. Wow. Anyway. Uh, pretty, wow. Pretty that's cool. so cool. I like that card a yeah. lot. Equipment jellyfish. Get out of here. It's the greatest type line in the history of magic. <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed. We not, now we need great, best type best type line, Kirby. Yeah, we can we can add that in there. 
Up next, new mechanic, Modified. Yes, we see it here on Aki Ember Keeper. One in a red for a 2-1 enchantment creature goblin warrior. Also, enchantment creatures are back. Yes, welcome also back. very Theros. Yeah. Um, anyways, whenever a non-token modified creature you control dies, create a 1-1 colorless spirit creature token. Equipment, auras you control, and counters are modifications. Okay, so you have so many different ways to modify your creatures in this set. I know auras are a sub-theme for sure in Kamigawa Neon Dynasty Yeah, um, because we see a lot of cards that care about them, which is really cool. And plus one, plus one counters count as well as minus one, minus one counters. And it just says counters. And Meg and I were talking about this before the show. Yeah. but what, I think that means all kinds of counters. All, like put a flying counter on yeah. this, a death touch counter, whatever. Yeah. Modified. Kind of counter. It's modified. You're modified. Consider yourself modified. This is a very simple, straightforward yeah. new mechanic. Um, but I think it's really cool how there's a potential to play with this in a lot of different ways. For mm-hmm. instance, that card's like, oh, did that die? Was it modified? Here you get an extra bonus. And we are probably going to see a whole bunch of different kinds of things you receive in order for playing with modified creatures. Yeah. Um, for instance, here's another card that has that word on it. Guardians of Oboro, two and a blue for a three, four creature Moonfolk Samurai. Defender. Modified creatures you control can attack as though they didn't have Defender. Yeah, so this one isn't even giving you something extra. It's just something that's true about your modified creatures now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Cool. I like it. Very, very simple. Yeah. But um, impactful. Yes. Um, next up, of course, sagas are back. Yes. We love sagas. Everyone loves sagas. Sagas are so cool. <sighs> and so these great. ones have a fresh twist. Yes. Can you believe it? I'm so excited. I didn't think they could make sagas even better, but they have. Yeah. Somehow they have. We're going to take a look at the Kami War here. This gorgeous saga has the most ridiculous mana cost, so why aren't we going to, you know, why not talk about it? One, yeah. white, blue, black, red, green. One Wooberg for the Kami War. As the saga enters and after you draw your draw strip, you add a counter. So I always had to put a little reminder on the top of my library when I was playing in person to remember to tick up my yeah. sagas. Uh, chapter one, exile target, non-land permanent, and opponent controls. Oh, Okay. Sure. Nice. Seems good. Chapter two, return up to one other target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Then each opponent discards a card. Hot. (laughs) Great. I'll take that chapter. Chapter three, exile the saga, then return it to the battlefield transformed under your control. Wow. But Megan, what does it transform into? In this case, it transforms into Okagachi made manifest. Uh, enchantment creature dragon spirit it's a 6-6 it is all colors flying trample whenever it attacks defending player chooses a non-land card in your graveyard return that card to your hand um Okagachi made manifest gets plus X plus O until end of turn where X is the mana value of that card. Jeez. Wow. Okay. I mean, it is Wooberg, but yep. you really get it. I mean, you've got to work for the Wooberg, but if you do, the payoff is huge. It's pretty sweet. What a card. And we heard about Okagachi. Megan talked about yeah, Okagachi. Way back in the day. Yeah. Went so on a little, got very, very mad. Yeah. And went on a little rampage. Rampage. Warring all plane. around Kamigawa. Yeah. But uh, made manifest here in a 6-6. Six, six, very, very spooky art. dragon very spirit. Cool. Yeah. And this is how all of the sagas act in Kamigawa and Neon yep. Dynasty. They all turn over. Which is a, a cool way to continue the story. So it's kind of like, here's what happened, right? And I think the flavor of that card is it's 
you know, going on a rampage, right? It's destroying your permanence, putting stuff back in your opponent's hand. And then it's turning into its creature form, which is it living on today, I assume, or whatever. Or Um, the lore of it living on today. The lore of it living on. So it's kind of cool because it's like the story doesn't end when the chapter three is is read. Yeah. Um, Here's another example of one. The Dragon Kami Reborn is two and a green. Chapters one and two both read, you gain two life. Look at the top three cards of your library. Exile one of them face down with a hatching counter on it. Then put the rest (laughs) on the bottom of your library in any order. There's a modification for you. Oh, yeah. Hatching counter. Um, Three, exile this saga, then return it to the battlefield transformed under your control. Dragon Kami's Egg is the other side. It's an O1. Whenever Dragon Kami's Egg or a dragon you control dies, you may cast a creature spell from among cards you own in exile with hatching counters on them without paying its mana cost. Great. Very cool. I love it. Very, very cool. These sagas oh. are so beautiful, yeah. too. They're beautiful. They're cool cards. I have to give it up to the team for pushing sagas to the next level, which I did not think was possible. Yeah. <laughs> awesome um next up maria all right we've got a returning mechanic here again ninjutsu very very cool of course everyone felt like you know if you if you return to kamigawa you probably have to return to its most infamous mechanic yes um one that still has seen play like has come back in some of the different masters sets yeah um so yeah and occasionally just randomly yeah and sometimes just (laughs) Just kind of out of the blue. They'll just be one. Yeah. Um, this one, for instance, is Dokuchi Shadow Walker. Four black black for a 5-5. Five, five. It has uh, ninjutsu. Three and a black. Return an unblocked attacker you control to hand. Put this card onto the battlefield from your hand, tapped and attacking. It was a ninja the whole time. It was the whole time. The whole time it was a ninja. Yeah. What a, you know, what a, an iconic mechanic. Yes. Um, very excited to see it again, but also terrified. Yep, just looking forward to being spooked the whole time. I mean, you're never safe. Okay, you're, you're never, never safe. safe. I mean, that's how I feel in a set with ninjutsu. I'm it's just like, true. Mm-hmm. you're never safe. Probably block. Probably I don't know. Block. Probably block. Do you remember the rogues deck that would sometimes play the big ninja that would come in and then? Oh, s- yep. I was constantly scared, not only because rogues were trying to mill me out or whatever, but because it was going to hit. That thing was going to come out and get you. Yeah, it's just uh, it's terrifying. Um, this is a cool one just because its ninjutsu cost is higher than oh. its regular casting cost. Thousand Faced Shadow. Cool. Single blue for a 1-1 one, one with flying. Its ninjutsu cost is two blue blue. When Thousand Faced Shadow enters the battlefield from your hand, if it's attacking, create a token that's a copy of another target attacking creature. The token enters the battlefield tapped and attacking. Ooh, that card's good. That's pretty cool, <laughs> that's right? Awesome. Like, it comes in and it's like, oh, make another copy of something else yeah. attacking. Another returning mechanic, our last one on the list for today, Channel is yeah. coming back. Channel. Man, when was the last time Channel was a thing? I don't <laughs> even know. Like when? Forever ago? Let's take a look at the history of yes. Channel because oh, it was introduced in Saviors of Kamigawa. Oh, so okay, so yeah, that's that's neat. We're uh, having a little bit of hearkening back to the past here yeah. with Channel All right. from Saviors. Yes, uh, so Channel, uh, for instance, we have it on Greater Tanuki. Four green, green for a six-five trample. 
Uh, enchantment creature dog. So cute. So cute. Channel, tune a green, discard greater Tanuki, search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield, tapped, then shuffle. It's great because it's another way to help with mana issues in the game. So you can either go find a land if you need to, or you can play your raccoon pup. And then, boom, now you've got a creature. Channel just means that there is a separate cost that you can pay and discard the card for a separate, pretty different ability. Right. For instance, there's Bamboo Grove Archer. This is one and a green for a 3-3 Defender Reach. Pretty sick. Uh, It has channel four and a green, discard Bamboo Grove Archer, destroy target creature with flying. Wow, this is great. Yeah, really cool. It's basically like (laughs) have an entirely different card. Yeah. I mean, do you want this card or or this card? Do you want a very different card? A different, but maybe perhaps slightly related card. Yeah, those two are related. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's very it's it's very cool. Um, it's important to remember that using channel is not casting a spell. No, so it cannot be countered. No, um, it can be countered by something that can counter abilities. Right. Um, but it cannot be countered by just something that counters a spell because it's not a spell. It's not. It's you're just channeling it. You're just yep. like discarding it. You're just kind of you know. Bye. Oh, now I get this bonus. Oh, whoops. Pretty <laughs> sick. I mean, that's yeah, how I'm gonna think it's about just channel. Very, very cool. Now we've reached the point in the show where we're going to talk to you about our preview card. Yes, which comes with something that we haven't mentioned yet that is also coming back in, in Neon Dynasty. Yes. Which is vehicles. I'm so excited for vehicles. And we have here, literally here, in human person. In our hands. In human person, Mobilizer Mech. This is one in a blue for a 3-4 artifact vehicle flying whenever mobilizer mech becomes crude up to one other target vehicle you control becomes an artifact creature until end of turn crew three for a three four wow three four flying flying and can you imagine what if you have something with a huge crew cost seriously you just crew this little thing and then you're like oh also my thing with like an absurd crew cost also my my skyship sovereign what is that card called sky sovereign Sky Sovereign? Sky Sovereign Consulate Flagship? Exactly. Consulate? (laughs) Sky Sovereign Consulate Consulate Flagship. That sounds right. It was like a floating planet. It's a big fancy. It was a big, very fancy yacht in the sky. Yes. Sky Um, Yacht. Sky Yacht. Or you could crew that new super mech card that was just previewed, which is kind of of bananas. Uh, Mech Titan Core. Is the card. Um, it is two for a 2-4 artifact vehicle with a crew cost of two. But it says five, exile mech titan core and four other artifact creatures and or vehicles you control. Create mech titan, a legendary 10-10 <laughs> construct artifact creature token with flying, vigilance, trample, lifelink, and haste. That's all colors. When that token leaves the battlefield, return all cards exiled with mech titan core except mech titan core to the battlefield tapped under their owner's control. Great. So I'm going to make an entire... Wow artifact deck where I'm playing with mech titan core while I'm playing with mobilizer mech yeah. and I'm crewing stuff that either like you know like mech titan core requires some really cool stuff to make give you an excellent payoff or bigger you know vehicles that have enormous crew costs yeah and it's just free right yeah it's you don't have to do anything you just have to crew this and then the other thing's like oh hello I'm waking I'm up from awake. the garage yeah it's it is very very cool um Jonathan Kuo did the art on this, which also has tons of, it has 
origami cranes, which are drones. Oh, and it also it's really neat. Yeah, very very cool. And it looks like a mech suit too. So yeah. you, you just put this on and go flying. I just love that. Yeah, it just it's doubling the usefulness of your crew creatures. You're just like, oh, I can crew these, and I don't need to tap other things to also crew this other thing. Which like is like it makes having multiple vehicles right. more feasible and workable for you. Yeah, because sometimes you'll find yourself in the position where the problem you would run into with vehicles is that you'd have sweet vehicles, but you wouldn't have enough creatures to crew all of them. Yeah, exactly. And then you have to like pick and choose. This one says you can do it all. I Mobilizer love it. Mac says you get crewed and you get crewed and I get crude this is a really really cool card it's an uncommon yeah. i think it'll be a really sweet card to play with especially in in draft Ooh, you can use it to uh, to crew surge hacker mech sweet which is four mana for a five five menace when it enters the battlefield it deals damage equal to twice the number of vehicles you control to target creature or planeswalker <laughs> and opponent controls crew four sick yeah yeah I want to do that. Very and nice. I'm a big fan of vehicles and always have been ever since their inception. I'm really excited to see them get some play here in Kamigawa, too. Yeah. Right, Maria, are you ready for some story time? Yes, I've inserted our preview card into my microphone stand yeah, so everyone can enjoy keep it. Keep it close. Yeah, keep it close to my heart. Keep your friends close and your previews closer. Or my mouth. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about today on story time? So we are talking about episode one of the Kamigawa Neon Dynasty story, which happens before the Spark origin story of Kato. Okay. So this is starting honestly kind of way back in time because Kato is pretty young at the start of the story. Right. Um, and we get to see him sneaking into the kitchens and he has telekinesis and le levitating what? mochi balls and stealing them from the kitchen. He just has telekinesis? He just has telekinesis. Did you ever pretend to have telekinesis as a kid? I don't think so. <laughs> Okay, so you, you know, definitely did. Of Let's, course, yep. but okay, Matilda, I loved it. Oh, of course, who right? didn't? It was a, it was so great. Such a good formative book good for movie. me. My sister also loved it, but yeah. she, <laughs> she went a little farther than me. She's younger than me, and once. <laughs> I she probably had left it open because I didn't go snooping in her diary or whatever. Uh -huh. But like, <laughs> this is what I remember. I don't remember how I found out. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> but she had written, "I can move things with my mind." Wow, <laughs> Maria. For all you know, your sister can't. I mean, seriously, when you're little and you see that your sister's written that, you're like, "Wait a second, can she though?" Maria, maybe, maybe she can. She can. <laughs> anyway, um, anyways, he has telekinesis. Just casual telekinesis. He uses it to steal snacks from the kitchen. We all would. Of course, we would. Um, it's you know, it's very, it's very funny because there's also a there's also a kami that's like specifically the kami of imperial dishware. <laughs> Which is very funny Great. and cute. Great. Um, so yeah, he like steals these mochi. He goes running out. He creates havoc. He runs across. Um, he gets around by climbing things and then running on the roofs because he's this like reminds oh, the me of the opening scene of Aladdin. Yeah, it, yeah, it has a little <laughs> bit of that vibe. Um, it, there's like an imperial palace, right? That's where he lives. Yes, and we le learn that he and his sister. Um, have been in training with Light Paws. Yep. Um, who is like a gorgeous, many-tailed cat advisor. Oh, look at this. Uh, yes. Look at this. 
I know. I think Lightpaws is a fox, though. Oh, maybe a fox. But maybe it does right. kind of look cat-like. Yeah. Those, it does kind of have the face of a cat, but this is yeah, the cutest. No, you're right. It's a fox. The cutest fox I've ever seen yes. in my whole life. Has many, many tails. Light paws. I know. It's oh. very, very cute. Um, actually, hold on. Light paws. Okay. Yes, it is a fox. Uh, yeah, I just remember that because I looked it up <clears throat> when it came out because I thought it was going to be a cutest card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, um, Light Paws, a very, very cute, um, very, very cute, gorgeous, elegant fox um, who is uh, an advisor in the Imperial Palace and also has been training Cato and his sister, who we see later on in that Spark origin story yes. also. Yeah. Um, and she, this is the day that she's like, listen, we're not going to be sparring partners anymore because eventually you have to like choose a path when you're being taught in the Imperial Palace and you have to choose what you're going to do and like specialize in something essentially. So they're just learning there, like yes, school. Exactly. We'll get more into why they're there later. Oh, okay. Um, because they are, we know that they're like, they're, uh, Light Paws is essentially their guardian. Okay. Um, they are kids who live at the Imperial Palace. Um, so, uh, anyways, um, Kato's sister, Aiko, is like, hey, I, I chose, I, I didn't tell you, but I chose my path and I'm going to be a commie diplomat, which we know, we know yep, later yep, also. We talked about that. Um, and he's like, I don't want to <laughs> do anything. Um, cause we, like, he doesn't feel quite at home in the imperial lifestyle. Sure. Which we will get into more later also. <laughs> yes. Um, and so Light Pause is like, okay, um, the guy who trains all of the very elite samurai, um, needs like has a new sparring partner for you since you're not going to be sparring partners with your sister anymore because she's going to go to commie diplomat school now. <laughs> um, and he's like, okay. And before before he goes off, we learn in a little flashback that once when he was like running around on the rooftops, he like slipped into this garden and he met someone on the other side of like a paper door so he couldn't see them. Oh. And this is like his friend. Um, who he later finds out is the emperor was the emperor. It's Whoa! like the emperor. He's very good friends with the emperor, but they don't even see each other. They just talk to each other on the other like opposite sides and they're of both this paper door. Kids. Yeah, they're both kids at the beginning of this. That's cute. So they're both kids, and they become very good friends. Oh, and no. also, you learn that you don't get like the emperor isn't allowed to tell anyone her name. Oh, no one knows the emperor's name. Um, Cato doesn't even know the emperor's why? Name. Eh, it's just a thing. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't say specifically okay. why. No okay. one gets to know the emperor's name. Anyways. Um, and so Cato, like back in the present, Cato goes to sparring practice. And of course he is sparring against the emperor. Yeah. Um, and so he spars against the emperor. He thinks that he's going to beat her, but of course he does not. Yes. Uh, she disarms him, kicks his butt. Well, emperor, hashtag emperor, come on. Yeah, exactly. Um, some time passes. You know, as things kind of keep going normally for them, like they're they're still friends who meet in the garden and talk on either side of the door. This is romantic. Um, and they also, are sparring partners. Um, you know, I don't know if it, it ever is. It is really clear if it is or isn't. I'm just saying, if I met somebody whose face I couldn't see behind a screen, wait, I'm describing a show that was on Netflix <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> Maria's Maria's just volunteering to be a contestant on Love Is Blind. 
we're talking <laughs> about the Neon Dynasty story, but do you know what? Oh, my God. Um, anyways, so, like, time passes, and there's a lot of just different tensions in Kamigawa, right? There's, like, because yeah. the Jukai Forest, as we talked about in the past, like, a lot of it got eaten up. Uh, by the city, the kami are now very defensive of it. So yes. there's like some strained kami people relations. Um, there's also strained relations between people and the futurists, which are people who are very tech forward and I think are generally all moon folk, it seems like. Yeah. The futurists are the moon folk, very tech forward. Um, and the the emperor and the imperial palace, they're all very much about regulating tech and making sure that it's like they, you know, they have a lot of their language that's like, oh, we're about making sure that it's safe and that like bad people don't build bad tech to do bad things. Wow. If only they had been here. <laughs> <laughs> but also later on, you learn that there are some people that are like, hey, we don't have access. Like because tech is so heavily regulated, that means a lot of people in like the lower social strata and like the lower economic strata don't have access to a lot of stuff that could potentially save their lives. And they're not allowed to build it either Mm. because there's such strict regulations around it. Okay. Um, So anyways. And there's like, are there's also people who live in the forest, right? Who are like anti-tech and they're like, we're just going to be here. Um, Smoking our pipes. Those are the monks. Yes. I believe that the monks are mostly just like, yeah. Please stop. Yeah. With the tech. <laughs> um, Just like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways. Uh, so again, a little bit of time passes, a little bit of time passes because they are like kid kids at the start of this. Yeah. And now they're growing up. They're like teens. Okay. Um, and so Cato uh, one day at the Imperial Palace meets a futurist who is there to talk to the emperor and the futurist gives Kato like this, um, a little mech drone, like a little origami crane drone. Sweet. Which is very cool. I want one. Um, anyways, and the futurist is like, I'm here, uh, because like, I'm here, you know, for diplomatic reasons, but he's like, oh, hey, I, Kato, you learn that Kato and his sister don't have parents and that's part of why they're here. Um, and the futurist is like, oh, my, like, I don't have parents either. Uh, my parents died because there was a toxic f- spill at the factory that they worked at. And the sensors were so old, so nobody knew about the fumes. Mm-hmm. And so a bunch of people at this factory died in this toxic spill. And if they had access to better equipment, like, it wouldn't have happened. Right. And they didn't have access to better equipment because all of the regulations and the cost of upgrading everything just made it prohibitive. Oh. Right. They couldn't do it. And then you learn that it turns out that Cato's parents died because they worked in a lab and they were exposed to a bunch of radiation. Um, and they had like his dad had this med tech is what they call it that could have helped them cure them of the radiation. But it turns out that it hadn't been approved yet. It was like black market med tech to cure them of this radiation. And so he was, his dad was arrested and his mom was like, he died. And his mom also died from this radiation poisoning that they could have been cured of. Wow. But literally trying to cure themselves of it, they got arrested for it because the tech was black market. Jeez. Um, And so then you learn maybe that's why Kato feels a little strained about his relations with the Imperial Palace. That makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) Maybe there's some lingering tension oh, there. Thing, you put my dad in jail and then he died because of that? And then he, yeah, all he was trying to do was get better. Hmm. 
Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, you, that was. You, then they have like a little bit of a, a debate that they're just like, oh, but you know, shouldn't stuff be regulated so that bad people don't do bad things with it? Um, and the guy's like, yeah, but like, shouldn't people also be able to make what they need? so that they can look after themselves and save themselves if like no one else is going to do it. Like the Imperial palace didn't step in in either of these instances and help these people survive. So yeah. were they wrong for seeking this tech to like try not to die? Wow. So anyways, lots going on on Kamigawa. Seriously. <laughs> wow. And now Kato is friends with the emperor. Yes, so. exactly. And so they, and they get into that where Kato sometimes tells the emperor like, Hey, I'm having different feelings about this. And the emperor, it doesn't like, doesn't quite agree, but doesn't quite disagree. It doesn't really get into how the emperor feels much about okay, it. Okay. Okay. Um, but we do know that light pause, it turns out finds out about this and is like, don't do it. And then there's some really creepy stuff that Lightpaw says <laughs> because Kato is like, I feel betrayed by the emperor and the fact that the emperor told you that I was like talking about these things, about, you know, how I wasn't feeling as connected to the Imperials and that like I'm maybe a little bit more of a socialist than the Imperial palaces. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Lightpaw is like, this is, what What did she, uh, what is, what is Lightpaw's? say exactly um i don't care it is, it is our duty to protect the emperor always privacy privacy is an illusion for someone of her status <laughs> and you're like whoa light pods <laughs> can do no wrong as far as i'm concerned well, maria what if light pause is surveilling the emperor against her knowledge in order to quote unquote keep her safe okay i love you light pause slash keep her from radical ideas <laughs> Like, maybe people should have access to tech. Wow, Light Paws, how could you? Anyways, but Light Paws is like, Kato, time to grow up and choose a freaking path. And Kato's like, I don't want to be a samurai. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not feeling it in, here in the Imperial <laughs> yeah. Palace. Um, and then he, he and Light Paws have like a little, sn you know, like a little sn sniping fight at each other. Great. Um, where they're, you know, Exactly. So anyways, yeah, Kato just does all of his stuff where he's like, people don't have access to stuff, so they're dying. And like, you're basically like, you're killing people, like you're responsible for that. Um, there's no balance in that. Uh, and light pause is like, permits and regulations keep technology safe. Uh, you are using radical words that have no place in the Imperial Palace. <laughs> she calls them a little radical. Uh, and Kato is like, what you mean is I have no place here. And Ooh. that's when they're in their big fight. Um, and then that night is when all of a sudden alarm bells ring in the palace, you know, like all across the palace. I wonder if that was made with tech mm -hmm. palace. Anyways. And then Kato like gets up and of course everyone is like running around and he gets on the roofs and goes looking for the emperor. And of course the emperor isn't there. Um, and Kyodai is in like their separate chamber where, and then is like on, instead of like being feeling okay, is like writhing around. And Kyoda is the kami that is attached to the emperor. They have a kind yes, of a, they a, have, a bond. Yeah, exactly. Um, they have, they have, a, they, cha Kyoda channels herself through the emperor. Okay. Uh, so anyways, yeah. So Kyoda has this big room um, and usually kind of is like up in the air, kind of like suspended in the air, but she's down on the ground, like writhing around. And then there is a man with a metal arm, the man with the metal arm. Um, 
And Kato chases this man with the metal arm as he like runs out and runs up onto the rooftops also. And Kato is like trying to catch him. Um, and then the guy turns around and it turns out that Tezzy can manipulate metal from afar because he uses their, um, Kato has like that metal drone on his, like oh, attached sure, to his yeah. wrist. Yeah. And he uses it. He like manipulates it to like throw Kato off the roof. He like, cause it's attached to his arm. Sure. So he like tosses him on the ground. So the that. man with the metal arm, everybody is Tezzeret. Obviously. I mean, we assume, right? We assume. Like, yeah. Okay. Man with the metal arm, Tezzeret, I assume. Uh, anyways, and so he's like, run. He that's how he loses him. He he gets thrown from the roof. Can't find him. Um, anyways, and then he goes back to Kyodai's um big room, and everyone is there. Like all of the advisors are there, and Light pauses there. Um, and Kato is like, I saw this man with a metal arm. Um, that's and they're like, the emperor is gone. He must have kidnapped the emperor. This man with a metal arm, and Kato is like. Good. And then the and then light pause is like, it must be the futurists and unregulated prosthetics. Yeah, and I they feel use like... these unregulated prosthetics to kidnap the emperor. And Kato is like, no, you're not listening to me. It definitely wasn't a futurist. It was this creepy man with purple eyes and a giant metal arm. And light pause is like, shut it. I obviously I have own a... stock in companies that specifically <laughs> don't do future tech. Exactly. Light pause is specifically like, I I am apparently looking for a reason to go to war with the futurists here. <laughs> um, so please stop talking. It's definitely the futurists. Um, so anyways, that's why Cato is like, fine, I don't belong here. You're not listening to me. I'm leaving the Imperial Palace and I will search all of Kamigawa for the emperor. for the man with the metal arm who stole the emperor. <gasps> Wow. And that's when we learn later on he gets a spark. Yeah. In the next that's chapter right. when he is, you know, doing a bunch of work. Yeah. Holy um, cow. That's yeah. one heck of a story. So that's chapter one. I'm so excited. Only chapter one. I will say, just face value, enjoying this a lot more than than the last set of Innistrad story. Yeah, this was really it's good. It's like, it's super, it's very, it's action packed, but it's also very, like, I think that the characters are really well done. Um, I like I like all of the characters and feel like I know them and there's a lot going there's a lot of intrigue yes so super excited to bring y'all more yeah I'm excited too this has been a cool story time so far and we know so much about Kamigawa since we've been in the backstory now and now here we are in the present slash future I want to find out what happens with Kato does he find the emperor or does Tezzy make a metal cage and put it around her <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out, Maria. We'll find out. Hey, everybody. It's time to say thank you to one of our sponsors, Ultra Pro. Yes. Uh, Ultra Pro has their color of the month for February is all of the kinds of pink. There's like hot pink. There's just pink. Pink 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 pink. Pink. <laughs> pink, 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 uh, pink. So if you are looking to celebrate Valentine's Day with a suite of very cool, very magic specific pink gifts to be on theme, Ultra Pro is your place to go. Yeah, you Ultra can get Ultra Pro. Ultra Pro. <laughs> I think it's what I said. You know what's apropos about Ultra Pro? <laughs> All this pink stuff. You can get a pink play mat, deck box, sleeves, and like you said, various shades of pink too, which yes. is pretty cool. Um, and I love that like I can I just say this? Like, I don't know how many years ago when we started playing magic, I don't think you could get pink stuff. 
No, I don't think you know you what could. I'm saying. You could get. There were so many ugly magic sleeves back in the day. <laughs> I haven't thought about this in forever, but it's true. Yeah, you would like be in your LGS and you would like look at the wall of sleeves and you'd be like, two of these are acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> but now, thanks to Ultra Pro, yeah, you can get anything you want and feel like more included in your game because yes. they're not just making sleeves that are just like, oh, these sleeves are just black. Yeah. Or whatever, or these sleeves are offensive, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but these really, this really cool pink suite of products from Ultra Pro, we're so happy to have them as a sponsor. We're gonna release uh, a really cool new video we made for Ultra Pro Get coming excited. up next week. It's great. We liked it. We like it a lot, and we really appreciate Ultra Pro uh, yeah. being a sponsor who is like, "Hey, we want to give you the space, yeah, to make some very weird videos, so <laughs> some very fun videos." Next week, get ready for the the debut of Ooh, that video. It's gonna be great. I'm very excited for all of you. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very jazzed. Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck Ooh, High Five. All right. Um, welcome to the world of Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. So cool. Very, very excited for this yeah. set. I like the new mechanics. I like the returning mechanics. Mm -hmm. I like the vehicles, including our beautiful preview <laughs> mobilizer <laughs> mech here. I get to hold them in my hand for I the know, first time when we ever cool. previewed a card, which is really neat. Um, this set is shaping up to be super awesome. Yeah. It looks, by the way, early days, but it looks excellent for draft, too. Yeah. And Ooh. we're going to get into that more. I'm really excited to, to hit a new draft environment. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, we've got Judge Rob coming up on the show. Yeah, of course we your pre-release and the release on Arena mm -hmm. to give you all of the information you know, you need to know to be ready to play battle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm super stoked for what's coming up here in the future. Same. And I'm I um just texted Light Pause, so we'll see if I hear back. <laughs> Maria, Light Pause is doing Light Pause is kind of shady. Sh sh all I need to do is look at her. 